You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And that's hit in the air. Left field fairly deep toward the corner. Long run for Span at the wall, and that ball is gone! Just to the right of the foul pole. And Martin Maldonado hits his third home run on this road trip, his eighth home run of the year, and the Astros' lead is 9-1. to one. This is another Astros podcast. Osuna with the, the high socks, tugs at the bill of his cap before getting back on the rubber. Three infielders in a triangle on the right side. Outfield shaded to pole. So 1-2 to Seager. Swing and a miss. Struck about on a changeup, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros take two out of three in Seattle, winning this afternoon by a final of 10 to seven. The Astros in first place over Oakland. Welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. First game of a three game set with the Angels before that and uh, off day yesterday. Uh, where'd you hang out yesterday? Southern California, that's yeah. where we're at. The off day was in Anaheim, Sparky, so I, I, it's usually I hang out in the areas in which we have the off day. What's a perfect uh, day off for you, or, or a perfect day for you, period? If it's the off season, what do you like to do the most? Well, it's more it's more of what I don't want to do, which is, is daily interviews before game on the radio. Um, so it's like, you know, I get, every day's blissful when you don't have to do that. You got a three-game series with the Angels. You guys got a chance to test out George Springer out in the outfield. And you made a determination to hold him out once again. Where, where are we looking? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I you know, so far so good with the progress, but still not enough to where we feel comfortable putting him out there for for every every pitch of the game. You know, I we hit some fly balls to him. I hit some some balls down the line. He was he was simulating playing right field. He feels good. Doesn't feel like he can really open it up yet. Yeah. Um, so it continues to be day to day. I don't I don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't know when the day is he's going to play. Um, we, we now are at a point where, you know, we have to talk about the DL. We have to talk about extended period off. He's had enough time off now where we've we got a few games under our belt. We're going to wait uh, a little bit longer before we, we take him out until September. So um, hopefully he plays towards the end of the weekend. He could pinch it tonight just like he was the, the other night. Um, but we're just a little timid with putting him out in the yeah. outfield. And he's the type of guy that you have to be maybe even more timid with because of his style. I mean, he's kind of a reckless abandon, mm-hmm. and plus he kind of runs hard, don't you think? Yeah, no, in, in his history of lower extremity injuries, he's had some quad issues in the past. He's yeah. had some hamstring issues. He's a big guy. He plays hard. Yeah. Once, the, once the game, the lights are turned on, he's, he's going to go and go 100%. So uh, we are going to govern it. Um, like I said, he, he's, um, he's anxious to get back in there. He was pushing us pretty hard today, but the recommendation was to give him another day. Hey, overall, you guys are awesome against lefties. The, the best hitting team is, as far as – uh, opponents average against lefties, but Andrew Heaney, it's a different story. What makes him tough? He's good. You know, he's got a lot of different weapons, and, and, and he's been tough on us in the past because he keeps us honest with a couple different things. He throws his fastball in. He's got, he can throw it up. He's got a good breaking ball, which is anytime a guy can climb the ladder but also pitch off of that with a good breaking ball, it creates a challenge. He, he, he gets you aggressive because you, you know you, he has some put-away pitches, so if you swing outside the strike zone early in the count, it's advantage him. So you got to go up there and zone him up and get a good pitch to hit. Real quick, there's been a quick turnaround with the production of Cole Calhoun. What have you seen that he's mm-hmm. done differently uh, from the first half of the season to now? Well, he's changed his stance a little bit. Um, he's also changed his direction a little bit. He used to be a guy that you could just put almost every defender on the right side of second base, and he was just going to continue to hit through it. 
He's now simplified his approach a little bit. He's going to be a little handsier where he can work the ball at the middle a little bit, which keeps the def defense honest. And ironically, when you make an adjustment to the shift, you can all, you also move defenders that opened up holes during your strength, which is still to pull the ball for him. So his stance change is a little bit different. His bat plane's a little bit different. Subtle changes that have certainly you know looked like the results have taken off. Hey, AJ, thanks a lot. Good luck tonight. You guys, Sparky. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. Nothing goes better with nine innings of Astros baseball than a cold Carbock beer. And the first pitch of the ball game is a fastball high. So tune into the game and crack open a Love Street, Kolsch-style blonde, or Hopadillo IPA to root on your Houston Astros. It's game time, so grab a cold locally brewed Carbock. If you're in Houston, drop by the brewery where we're open seven days a week serving up great food, delicious beer, and plenty of good times. Follow us on social at Carbock Brewing. Carbach Brewing, Houston, Texas. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Mark Langston, uh, broadcaster on the Angels uh, radio network and former big league pitcher. Had a very good career in the, in the 1980s and 1990s, but you didn't get a chance to take part in Players Weekend, which is what's happening this weekend with the players wearing uh, different things on the back of their jerseys, nicknames in some cases. If you were able to partake in this in do, in during your playing career, what would, be, what would have been on the back of your jersey? Uh, Langley would have been on the back. That's what my teammates all called me. So, you know, that uh, that's what everybody around in the locker room would call you. And, and that's kind of how it sticks, how it plays out. So it was better than when I was a kid growing up. I had I, my, both my front teeth got broken out. So I had a silver tooth for a long period of time as a kid growing up. I was called silver tooth for a long time. <laughs> I would not have that on my back. So gl glad you've moved up from, from silver tooth. Now, let's talk about this Angels team. You get Mike Trout back uh, today. Obviously, I mean, the best player in baseball. And to lose him for any length of time, as you guys did with the wrist injury, is significant. Yeah, certainly a guy like Mike Trout, as you guys experienced with Jose Altuve going mm -hmm. down, the reigning MVP. Right. You know what a big blow that is to the lineup. And the lineup gets shorter. And once that lineup gets shorter, and you guys have had a few injuries in your lineup and you see how it affects the everyday lineup to me that is where the war you want to understand war you get to understand it when key guys like Altuve or Mike Trout they're not out there in the lineup yeah. somebody has to replace them that's how that whole thing I never really grabbed concept of it until you see a situation like this all of a sudden now that makes sense a guy that's has to replace a guy like Altuve or Trout it's not the same player, so you, the results aren't the same. Certainly getting Mike Trout back in the lineup is big for the Angels. There's no doubt about it. This year has been a struggle offensively. Obviously, when you have a guy like Mike Trout in your lineup, your lineup is always going to be so much better. When now with Upton out of the lineup, we, our last road trip, we didn't have uh, Otani because we had some uh, National League games, so we didn't have Otani in the lineup. Upton got hurt. He wasn't in the lineup. Trout wasn't in our lineup. It was de definitely a big difference for uh, the ball club. It's nice to get home and actually have Trout back in there. Now, coming into the year, a lot of folks thought that the Angels would challenge for the American League West or at the very least challenge for one of the wild card spots. Hasn't quite worked out that way this year. Angels have struggled to be at, at around 500 for most of the year. Is injuries the biggest reason for that, you think? Certainly rotation got hit early, but the pitching side of it, even though the names that we throw out there weren't probably the names that they thought would be here at this juncture of the season, but the pitching has not been the problem. The offense has, has kind of been the problem. That was the problem last year. And over the winter, you really felt like the Angels closed the gap a little bit on the Astros. Astros, to me, have always been the elite team in not only our the American League West, but I think the American League, mm -hmm. defending world champs, so many things going. They got better over the winter. You feel like the Angels slightly closed the gap and you felt we're going to make it competitive. 
Injuries certainly had a factor into it, a lot of key players out. But the offense just has never really been on that real big click and really have done the things that I think that they were hoping for at the start of the season. They added Ian Kinsler. That didn't kind of work out. Zach Kozart, who was here, he was another guy that was supposed to really help out. He had the injuries early, so he's been out of the lineup. Justin Upton, whose numbers are good, but they haven't been on that consistent bang, you know. And, yeah. and we, you've learned through the season of Justin Upton, he is a streaky guy. When he's hot, he carries a ball club. When he gets cold, the offense maybe is not as productive as usual. Uh, so certainly, uh, I, I, this team just hasn't panned out as much as I think everybody anticipated, including myself. I really thought this would be a fun year. Certainly bullpen pieces early in the season got uh, – had the injuries there and really kind of devastated the bullpen. But to me, the offense just has not been there like I think they anticipated. You know, Mike Sosha, longest tenured manager with his current club, has been managing the Angels since 2000. There have been reports that you know, it's the last year of his contract. Maybe he steps down after this season. Uh, maybe a new voice uh, is leading the Angels next year. I know Mike Sosha has refuted a lot of the reports that, that have been out there. What do, what do you make of all of that with, with Sosha moving forward? Obviously, those questions are going to be asked with yeah. it being the last year of his contract and coming into, and he's been here for 19 years. That's all going to play out, I think, at the end of the season. I think the Angels front office will sit back and, and evaluate, you know, which way they're going to go, how they're going to go about it, uh, and whether Mike will be part of it or not. I think that remains to be seen. He's certainly been a guy that has been here from the, all the good times that have really happened in this organization. He was the main focus of that. Angels haven't played well over the last few seasons, and that might play into yeah. uh, the decisions that are going to be made. I, I think once the season's over, I think they'll sit down and really evaluate every aspect of what where this ball club is. There's an owner here, Artie Moreno, the owner, wants to win. He puts money into it, expects to win. Certainly, uh, the Angels have not been able to do that, and I think that uh, with the amount of money that they spent on this ball club, uh, they, they want, definitely want some better results, and I can definitely see some changes, changes happening, and I'm not saying from a managerial standpoint, but definitely player personnel. You could see another, uh, another few free agents, I would think, that would be coming to this ball club to try to get to, again, they close the gap on the Houston Astros. Don't call them Silvertooth. You can call them Langley. Mark Langston, former big league pitcher, Angels radio broadcaster. Thanks so much for joining us. Robert, anytime. Always enjoy sitting and talking with you and Sparky. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch after this from your local station.